0: Welcome to Access Utah, I'm Tom Williams. Quoting USA Today, the firefighters, police officers, and other emergency personnel who risked their lives answering the call on September 11, 2001, may finally be getting the rescue they've been demanding. The Senate today is expected to pass a bill that would replenish a compensation fund set up shortly after the 2001 terror attacks in New York City and the Pentagon to compensate first responders who suffered illnesses, injuries, and other medical problems as a result of the attacks. Uh, We're going to talk about this later in the program with uh, some volunteers and uh, first responders. We'll be talking with Danielle Barani, a Ground Zero volunteer, founders of Sisters of Ground Zero. Bill Ramaka, a 9-11 first responder, former vice president of IAFF, board member of Sisterhood of Ground Zero. And uh, Vincent Pastor, the cast of The Sopranos, who's been heavily involved in this uh, work. We begin um, with Thomas Burr who is Washington Bureau Chief for the Salt Lake Tribune. Thomas Burr, welcome to the program.
1: Thanks. Good morning, Tom.
0: Good morning. Uh, so this uh, you know, seems like it should not be controversial. It has become controversial uh, in part because of uh, Utah Senator Mike Lee and Senator Rand Paul who have concerns about the length of the extension of compensation and offsetting uh, the, the costs. Uh, I wonder, first of all, though, if you could um, uh, tell us what exactly this, uh, this fund does.
1: Yeah, sure, of course. It's good to back up a little bit here and uh, start with the idea that, um, you know, I don't think the first responders who were going to the Twin Towers, uh, what was left of them, Knew what they were, you know, what they were breathing in, and knew uh, how dangerous it could be, uh, and and so many have suffered, and so many have died because of this, you know, toxic mix of things uh, that they were essentially living in for for months. Uh, so Congress, uh, after a little while, realized they've got to take care of these people. That uh, there's there, there's a duty that you know we owe as a country to those who who helped us when we when we needed it most. So the the fund has been, you know, established and, you know, they, they added more money to it. Uh, but the special master of the fund came to Congress not too long ago and said, hey, we're running out of money and these people are dying. And they started cutting back on benefits. Uh, so this was really an effort, uh, a very bipartisan effort, actually, to to add more funds. Uh the idea this legislation um, which by the way passed out of the House overwhelmingly. I think it was a four hundred and two to twelve was the vote for this legislation. Uh which would essentially fund the program through twenty ninety two. So like the next seventy three years it's funded uh you know by then um, most will pass you know life expectancy uh and, and and it really doesn't it means that they don't have to come back to Capitol Hill and keep begging for money every five to ten years. Uh that they would just fund it going forward. Uh,
0: so it seems like the fund has been uh, well administered, right? The, the special master says there's no, no indications of, uh, of fraud. Um,
1: so- none, none so far that anyone's ever
0: proven. Right, right. Um, this seems like a kind of a crisis that, um, I mean, the argument in favor of just extending it uh, past the life of all of these first responders and volunteers um, is the experience that the, they had recently, right? The, the funds started drying up.
1: Yeah, exactly. And this is where Senator Mike Lee and Rand Paul from Kentucky stepped in. Uh, I, I don't think either of them, and I don't want to you know speak for them, of course, but I don't think either of them object to money going towards the, the, the firefighters and police officers and other rescue workers. Uh, they object to the details. Essentially, Mike Lee uh, is concerned about Congress just essentially saying, Okay, we're going to fund this for 73 years without any kind of, uh, you know, sunset, any kind of like maybe come back and see how things are going. Uh, and Rand Paul's concern is, well, we're going to fund this. Where are we going to get the money from? We can't just keep adding to the credit card, uh, the government's credit card. We need to, you know, offset some funding and take it from somewhere else. Uh, and that's what's going to happen this afternoon. Uh, the deal that they struck after, you know, Lee and, and Rand Paul blocked the vote last week, uh, the deal they struck is they get to have. Two amendments, one each. So Mike Lee's would fund uh, the the nine eleven victims fund for uh, for ten years at for ten billion dollars, and then after that, it's ten billion dollars for the rest of the life of the fund uh, through twenty ninety two. Uh, and Rand Paul's is pretty simply, you know, yeah, you can have the money as long as we have cuts elsewhere.
0: Uh, do either or both of these amendments look like they will pass?
1: You know. It, one of those we'll see, I guess. But uh, when you see a bill that's so overwhelmingly passed the House with such you know bipartisan support from everyone, uh, it seems like the Senate is more likely just to take up the House version and pass it. So uh, it doesn't seem like the amendments will pass, uh, and then we'll see what happens after that. But it, the bill has seventy-three co-sponsors plus. Kirsten Gillibrand of, of New York is the main sponsor. So seventy four senators are already on, you know, papers saying they support this measure. I think they'd probably rather just pass that.
0: Has mm-hmm. President Trump weighed in? as he said whether he's going to sign this or not?
1: We haven't seen a. Well, this administration doesn't really do statements of administration policy, which is usually the vehicle we see of you know how the administration feels about a bill. But it would be hard pressed for the you know New York born uh, president to to you know, veto uh, uh, the legislation or not sign it. Uh, and also, it's already clear that we have a veto-proof uh, majority in, in, in Congress to overrule any kind of veto. But uh, the optics of, of of not signing it would be pretty bad for this White House.
0: I want to turn just a little bit to Senator Lee. Uh, this is his uh, part of his statement. Since uh, 2011, 9-11 Victims Fund has always had finite authorizations. By all accounts, it's had an excellent record of avoiding waste and abuse. These two things are not coincidental. They go together. Uh, so he, he's saying some accountability, come back every once in a while, uh, is a good thing.
1: Yeah, and I think that's his point in Congress, I and mean, he's always branded himself as, the you know, the fiscal conservative, and the, you know, Congress has oversight, uh, and Congress needs to stick up for what power the Constitution gave it. So he, he's just really worried about the, any idea of, you know, just tossing a blank check into the future and saying, do what you need to do for as long as you need to do it. Uh, his point is, you know, I want to give them the money. Uh, the Congressional Budget Office said the fund needs $10.18 uh, billion over the next 10 years. He says, well, then give them that. Don't just say... You know, here's a you know, here's the check and go have fun. Uh, that's probably a long way to phrase that, mm-hmm. but here's the check and you know, do what you need to do. He he wants to be able to you know have them back every once in a while and say, okay, how's the fund doing? Is there any abuse? Is there any fraud? I know there hasn't been, but want to keep checking on that. Well, everyone else is pointing out saying there hasn't been any, there's no signs there will be any, and uh, you know this is not necessarily a blank check. There are. You know they have audits. They have due. There's inspector generals who look at these things. Uh, so there's there there are people who are watchdogs uh, already on the fund.
0: This has become uh, pretty heated. It's uh, you know celebrities are driving this. John Stewart um is has been heavily involved ca- castigating yeah. In fact, he's, Congress. Currently
1: having lunch with uh, the Senate Democrats today before they uh, before they take up the bill. So John Stewart's uh, at the Capitol right now.
0: Yeah. Um and uh, Senators Lee and, and Paul uh, you know sort of walked into a, a firestorm here, but they're they're holding steady they've they've got their amendments at least a, a vote on their amendments
1: you know and, and Mike Lee's always said you know he this will pass and it'll pass before they take off for their August recess uh, he just wants to you know make his point uh, but yeah, they took a lot of heat uh not only from John Stewart, who obviously has been you know very uh a, big advocate for the first responders, but also from the firefighters and police officers who were there on the ground uh and 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 are suffering because of it. Uh there was a lot of uh, you know, concern by these guys saying, why why are you turning your backs on this? And just to make the point, um just to make their point, uh, as they were talking about it, uh both Mike Lee and Rand Paul supported the the Trump administration's tax cuts last year, uh, which, you know, uh Adds like a billion dollars to the debt every year uh, without any offset. And the first responders are saying, "Wait, so it's okay to give tax cuts to 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 you know companies and rich people and, and other Americans, but not take care of the people who you know rush towards uh, Ground Zero on that infamous day.
0: Do you think there will be uh, any lasting political fallout for Senator Lee?
1: I feel like we live in a 24-second news cycle these days, so I'm not sure how many people will remember it, uh, but I think there are those out there who want to make this a, you know, an issue going forward, that this is, you know, holding up money to help first responders is not necessarily the best campaign uh, slogan going forward, uh, but we'll see. Mike Lee is obviously fairly popular in Utah still, uh, even if he is as divisive uh, uh, between, you know, Republicans and Democrats. Uh, you, you know, I think we'll... Uh, We'll, we'll probably forget about this in a few months and move on to some other thing.
0: Um, uh, it would seem like this should should "quote unquote" uh, play you know fiscal responsibility should play well like, among Republicans. So, under, yeah,
1: certainly among Republican delegates in Utah, there's no question yeah, about that. And, yeah. and like I say, Mike Lee's been very consistent about this. He will he never votes for those stopgap uh, you know temporary budget bills because he says you know we should pass a budget and do our job and not just keep kicking the can down the road. Uh, how it plays with other Utahns in a general election. Uh, we'll see. Mike isn't up for, uh, I think, 2022 or something like that. So he's got uh, he's got time. And, uh, you know, really, in the end of the day, um, these are the squabbles that continue to go on. And, and in many ways, they stay inside the beltway. This one, you know, I think resonated with, with Utahns and Americans, um, especially, you know, there are Utahns who are actually, uh, it sounds like you're talking to some, some are actually affected by this. This isn't just some... New York thing. This is this is people from across the country who were affected by uh, responding to 9-11 and helping people and now uh, are, are seeing the you know effects of that.
0: I just want to, just a couple minutes left with uh, Thomas Burr, uh, Washington Bureau Chief with the Salt Lake Tribune. I want to loop back to um, what those first responders and volunteers uh, encountered, and I think the uh, the full impact wasn't known, right? You you rush in to help. Uh, you don't know what the health effects are going to be down the road, but there have been very serious health effects.
1: Sure, and and it's not something I think crossed any of their minds. That's that's their duty. And um, you know, there's a fire. There's people who need help. You you don't stop and say, well, what's burning? And it's a caustic mix of everything from you know the jet fuel from the airliners to you know the dust of the concrete and you know possibly asbestos. Uh, you know, just the fumes of you know, chemicals that are burning inside the Twin Towers and around, the whole area was just, like I say, a toxic mix, um, which has caused, you know, multiple cancers, you know, people suffering from, from asthma to, you know, very debilitating uh, respiratory diseases. Uh, these, are, uh, these are people who didn't think twice about, um, you know, running towards the fire when everyone was running away.
0: Um, and we're going to be talking with a few of those people uh, later uh, in in the program. Uh, so I guess to to wrap up here, uh, Thomas Burr, uh, it I mean it looks, <laughs> if anything's certain, it looks like this is going to pass. Seventy three co sponsors. It looks like it'll
1: pass. Yeah, there's there's no question that it'll pass. Um, I'm not sure how Mike Lee and Rand Paul's amendments will fare, but uh, by the end of the day, this should have passed. And if uh, you know. If Trump doesn't sign it quickly, uh, he'd be a fool because this is an easy win for him. You know, get some first responders behind him, sign the bill, and uh, and and look magnanimous. Uh, so I think, yeah, we're uh, we're looking for the vote around uh, twelve thirty your time, and and uh, by the end of the day, the first responders will be able to uh, you know sleep a little easier.
0: Uh, by the way, um, I, I believe uh, the, the four members of Utah's congressional delegation voted for this in the House.
1: Yes, and and, and I I assume that uh, Senator Mitt Romney will support this. I did ask Senator Lee's office this morning uh, whether he would support it if his amendment doesn't pass, and they don't know yet. So we'll see how the senator votes. Uh, Lee could maybe vote against it because he's concerned about the program going forward. Uh, But otherwise, it's pretty clear that we have five of our six members who are on board.
0: Uh, I don't know if we've heard any statements out from those 12 in the House who voted against this.
1: No, and I think there's some people who uh, it, it follow along with you know Senator Lee's uh, his point about this is you know kind of an unchecked uh, thing going forward, just you know giving them money just to, for for 73 more years. Uh, and I think that's exactly it was more of the House Freedom Caucus people who raised the concerns of you know the fiscal hawks who are want to uh, want to make sure the budget doesn't uh, implode because of this fund. Uh, but again, with with that kind of uh, majority supporting it, uh, this this is this is a easy one to vote for and uh, a hard one to explain to vote against.
0: Uh, finally, Thomas Burr, uh, just re- moving off of this, uh, it looks mm-hmm. did, did I read correctly? Um, it looks like broad outlines of, of an overall budget uh, agreement.
1: That's uh, are, are our hope. Taking because, shape? Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. Congress is leaving uh, this week, and uh they're going to be gone for like you know the month of August. So uh, if they don't pass it, we could be in trouble. And the worst thing that could happen to the economy is for the United States to uh, default on its debt. Uh, the the, qu- the only thing kind of question that's still out there is, you know, Trump tweeted that yes, we have a deal, but he didn't tweet his support for said deal. Uh, so if if Congress can pass it, but then the president doesn't, you know, doesn't like it, then we're back in the, the you know this this this. Coming fiscal crisis, this fiscal cliff uh, again. So, the hope is that uh, we can solve it this week, and uh, we don't have to worry about it come September when the United States pretty much runs out of money.
0: Well, we'll uh, we'll stay tuned. We'll uh, we'll look for your reporting, uh, Thomas Burr, in the Salt Lake Tribune. Thanks, I appreciate uh, it. Thanks so much. Thanks, Tom. Uh, Thomas Burr, Washington Bureau Chief for the Salt Lake Tribune, has helped set the scene. The vote is uh, happening this afternoon um, in Washington, D.C. looks like this uh, Victims' Compensation Fund for 9-11 will pass. There have been some delays uh, precipitated by... uh, Uh, Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky and Senator Mike Lee of uh, Utah due to fiscal uh, concerns. We'll talk about this with some uh, 9-11 volunteers and first responders uh, following this break.
1: This is Dr. Taki May for Bringing More to Life. Nearly 40% of older adults take five or more prescription drugs. Be proactive with your parents. Keep an updated list of the medications taken with the name of the drug, the dose, how often they take it, and why. Put a copy in your files at home and have your
0: parents carry one in their wallet to show their doctor or share in case of a medical emergency. Encourage them to take medications as directed by their doctor, get refills on time, and stay alert to side effects and interactions by using one pharmacy. Their pharmacist may be able to bubble pack medications to simplify things. Being involved can bring more to their lives
1: in ways you never knew. Support for Bringing More to Life on Utah Public Radio is made possible in part by our listeners and the Sunshine Terrace Foundation and Logan. Advancing wellness, independence, dignity, and comfort. Information at sunshineterrace.com. Utah Public Radio would like to thank Clear Recovery of Cache Valley
2: for sponsoring UPR programming. Find out how you can become a sponsor by emailing debbie.andrew at usu.edu. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to download our UPR app so you can listen anywhere.
0: Thanks for listening to Access Time. Tom Williams. Uh, the 9-11 Victim Compensation Fund uh, looks like that bill will pass. The Senate has passed the House Um, This would fund the fund through the year 2092, essentially in perpetuity, um, and uh, respond to ongoing health concerns for uh, first responders and volunteers who rush to help. uh, after that uh, horrible day, um, September 11th, uh, 2001, uh, we've talked with Thomas Burr from the Salt Lake Tribune to open the program. And uh, now we're bringing in uh, some good folks who uh, did run in to help. Um, Daniel uh Salt Lake uh, native and uh, who, after 9-11, uh, rushed to uh, to uh, New York City, was a Ground Zero volunteer now founder of Sisters of Ground Zero. And joins us, Danielle Baroni. thanks for joining us.
2: Thank you for having us. We really appreciate it.
0: I appreciate you have, uh, being on with us. Bill Ramaka uh, from the Fire Department of New York. He's a 9-11 first responder, former vice president of IAFF, board member of Sisterhood of Ground Zero, works at Barash McGarry doing uh, outreach across America for 9-11 families. He's been on many committees and presented uh, to the World Trade Center. Uh, he's... Uh, And uh, his uh, uh, nephew was rescued by a friend um, and a member of of, uh, a group that uh, deployed to Ground Zero. Uh, Bill Ramaka, thanks for joining us.
3: Much appreciated. Thank you for doing this.
0: And uh, Vincent Pastore uh, joins us. Uh, you uh, maybe don't r- recognize the name. You probably do, but if you don't, you uh, certainly have seen him in many, many productions, maybe most prominently uh, the cast of The Sopranos. Uh, Vincent Pastore, thanks for joining us.
4: Yes, uh, thank you. It's an honor.
0: Uh, let me start with you, Danielle Barani. Um, this is, well, b- before I, I jump in, I want to um, make sure we get to Senator Lee's uh, voice in here. Um, and then we, you can respond. Um, th- this uh, was er- delayed by Senator uh, Lee. Um, a lot of controversy raised uh, by that. Senator Lee has some fiscal concerns. I just want to read you a brief passage from his press release. Um, He said he secured unanimous consent last week for Senate to vote on two amendments and final passage of the 9/11 Victims Compensation Fund uh, this week. Uh, The men and women who responded to horrific events of September 11, 2001, are among the great heroes of American history. He said. Since 2011, 9/11 Victims Fund has always had finite authorizations. By all accounts, it has had an excellent record avoiding waste and abuse. These two things are not coincidental. They go together. That's why he's offering his amendment, which would authorize $10.2 billion in additional funding for the 9-11 Victims Fund over the next 10 years. That's the amount the Congressional Budget Office has estimated is necessary for covering all valid claims between now and uh, 2029. And uh, uh, Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky uh, wants fiscal offsets. Um, That's uh, his amendment, uh, I believe. Um, And I talked with Senator Lee's office. They did not provide the senator, um, but... Um, they did want to stress that, uh, that they just want fiscal responsibility um, and that they're not opposed to uh, 9-11 first responders uh, getting, getting compensation. So, Daniel Barone, I wonder what your reaction to that is. Uh, do you agree with that or, or no? No.
2: Well, my reaction would be a few things. First of all, you know, Senator Lee has never had any interest in our bill. I met with him four years ago. Um, He didn't even know how to spell, let alone what Zadroga was. Um, As a matter of fact, our entire congressional district after that meeting had to go back and read the bill. Um, His stance then, his stance now has always been the same, which is he has no interest in our bill. He's never had any interest in in speaking with us, Uh, and he also has never had any interest in supporting us. He actually last time uh, did not co-sponsor, did not vote yes. This time he spoke with me and his office, uh, along with 9-11 Healthcare Watch, uh, Barish McGarry, John Field, Feel Good Foundation, and told us directly the same thing he said last time we had this in front for a vote, which was he was not in support, but he would not stand in the way. And so now for him to come out and say, you know, well, I, I absolutely support 9-11 responders and this is crucial, it's just lies. And in my position, is he's flip-flopping. In, in the beginning, he was worried about fraud. Now he's worried about financing and putting caps on things and trying to, in the ninth inning with all the bases loaded, say, let's look at our fiscal responsibility. He's never had any interest in us whatsoever.
0: Let me turn to Bill Ramaka. I think less people forget, and we've had some dramatic testimony. I think to reminding people, but the first responders and the volunteers who rushed in uh, have faced very serious ongoing uh, health problems.
3: Oh, absolutely. But the fact that one you know, of the consequences of it is the fact that I have to go out east on Long Island this afternoon and help my buddy who passed away from 9-11 cancer to help his 19-year-old daughter deal with a real estate issue, like, these are the problems that people don't even know about. But we have so many people with cancer, so many people in the hospital, so many people dying each day. And for them to hold it up to these readers is ridiculous. It's a bit of hypocrisy for them to say about this. It's, every year they go down there and she has to testify before Congress about the bill. And every year she states clearly that there's not been any fraud or any abuse. So we're doing everything that we can. This is one of the best-run programs in the nation. And all we're saying is don't keep making us sick and injured. have to keep on going back to Washington and back. You saw what happened to Detective Alvarez. You saw what happened to to Ray Pfeiffer. You saw what happened to all these people, and yet you still want to put up roadblocks at the end of the road. It doesn't make sense.
0: Uh, let me turn to Vincent Pastor. Uh, you, you, I think you've been involved in advocating for first responders and volunteers. Um, h- how did you get involved?
4: Well, uh, when 9-11 happened, uh, I was in Los Angeles. We couldn't get home for about eight days. Um, I was doing a film out there, and I, as soon as I landed in New York, my uh, phone rang. And it was some people from the Friars Club. And they said, do you want to go down to Ground Zero tomorrow morning and, um, you know, encourage the volunteers and hang out and do a photo op, et cetera, et cetera. And I said, yeah, but I don't want to do it by myself. So I got in touch with uh, uh, Tony Sirico, uh, Vince Curitola, Federico Castellano, and uh, Don LaPellis, who was our... um, person, And we went down there, uh, and I met a lot of great people, and it was horrible. Uh, and we were down there for about three straight days. It was horrible what they did to our city, all the people um, that were working. What's devastating is that if somebody gets sick from something, It's not detected the next day, not even the next year. It could be 20 years from now. And these are the people, the people who are getting sick now that needs the funding more than anything. And don't give me a check for $200,000 and say, that's it, goodbye, don't come back, because that money doesn't even last half a year to some families. You need the money. You need it coming in. You need the compensation. This is ridiculous that they're actually trying to cut off our funding. Uh, So uh, I I, I have new heroes now, and that's John Stewart and his company, because uh, they're going to pass this thing today, and we're going to move forward. But the fact that we had to go through it is ridiculous. Uh,
0: Do you think? uh, Seems like uh, celebrities coming in did have an effect. John Stewart, uh, you know, how how needed was he? Uh, People like yourself, do you? Those voices needed.
4: John Stewart's a celebrity, and he's done. And celebrities make noise, and it's always been like that. Even with the civil rights movement, with Paul Newman, Marlon Harry, Paul, Harry Botafonte. When a celebrity gets on board, for some reason, uh, the nation pays attention. So God bless John, and uh, let's hope today's victorious.
0: Uh, looks like it will be, I guess, uh, you know, hold, hold your breath. Um, I wonder, Bill Ramaka, um, Vince Pastor's a point there, that uh, we know uh, a certain number of people who've gotten sick uh, from the first responders and volunteers, uh, but I guess people there are people who uh, came and helped who maybe haven't got sick yet who, who perhaps will.
3: Yes, especially with all the asbestos that came down. Now we're getting at the cusp of that where all these people who were exposed to it are all of a sudden going to have a problem. The biggest problem that we have in the program is skin cancer because it was like a adrenal environment to everybody. And the program doesn't cover the testing for it, but we're telling everybody to go to dermatologists dermatologist and get tested for it because if you catch it early enough, it's not going to become as fatal as it might be otherwise.
0: You, you say the program doesn't provide for testing?
3: not for not the
4: skin cancer Mm -hmm. yeah well recently uh they just uh approved prostate cancer which i wind up having uh but when i got prostate cancer they didn't cover it Mm -hmm. so they're they're coming up with um okay now we can cover this now we can cover that but uh but you guys are right i mean uh, it's so far behind it's like the stone age
0: Uh, i want to turn to daniel Barani. um uh, and um, I guess the, the hope is that this will pass. It looks like it's going to pass. Uh, what will that mean? I guess the, is the money that's going to be allocated through uh, 2092, is is that going to be sufficient, do you think?
2: Well, we're, we're, we've already won. You know, this, this is going to pass, and um, I don't think there's any prediction to know uh, the amount of money because we don't know how many people we have every day, and, and Bill Ramaka can back me up on this, we are finding new pockets of people that don't even know that the bill covers them, and so I, I think that um, I'm hopeful that we can continue to do outreach. You know, it, it's like John Phil says, of of this is when we finally get to kind of walk off the pile and go home. But John Phil always said you know, uh, the work continues, and that's what we intend on doing. Is that this is uh, a victorious day for us in many ways, because many of us can spend time with our families and finally walk off the pilot and just go home, and not have to worry about how to pay for different bills and how to um, and and how to care for families. So, really, our work continues, but the peace is with all of the nine eleven families knowing that the claims that are in process now will be fully funded, knowing that the claims that families have in the future will have that funding, and God forbid, as we know, more people will pass away from 9-11-related illnesses, that death compensation benefit will be there for them to take care of them, their families after they pass on.
0: I want to get an email in from Glenn on the Una Basin here in Utah, and you can respond as well. What do you think about the uh, 9-11 Victims' Compensation Fund? looks like it's going to pass. Uh, What do you think about uh, Senator Lee, Senator Paul's objections, uh, concerns with the bill? Um, Upraccess at gmail.com. Upraccess at gmail.com is uh, the place to email us. Here's what Glenn says, and then I'll I'll come first to Danielle, I guess, uh, for response. Anybody else who wants to respond uh, can do so. Here's what Glenn says. Uh, Good morning. So Senator Lee was able to help block the last iteration of 9-11 relief due to his heartburn over the fiscal offsets. How quaint. By quaint, I mean hypocritical. He seems to suddenly become exceptionally sensitive to cost whenever a program actually helps people. For example, he cannot stand the... Uh, fairly popular uh, ACA which has arranged for millions of people to obtain insurance. Insurance. He ha- was against uh, fixing uh, runaway drug prices as mentioned he was against 9-11 relief all over costs yet he gleefully voted for the mine trump tax cuts which offset Massive debt upon our children and grandchildren. It's a massive wealth transfer based on future income. An NPR story yesterday stayed, uh, stated that the latest budget and concordant debt ceiling raised from Congress will add $1.21 trillion to the debt through 2021. My $71 per month raise from tax cuts has not offset the sense of guilt I feel about putting this tranche of debt upon my offspring. Someone, please sign up Senator Lee and Senator Paul in some sort of rudimentary economics courses. By rudimentary, I mean kindergarten level. Steaming, says Glenn. Um, so <laughs> I imagine Danielle uh, Barani, you agree with Glenn?
2: Well, he's with a lot of Americans. Of you know, they're 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 tired of of everyone toting about the economy and yet not doing anything to make it better. Passing you know, tax cuts for the rich and then, you know, tooting their, their moral horn and tribute of of how we all need to be uh, financially sound and fiscal and, and conservative. And it's, it's just not true. You know, um, even uh, Senator Lee and Mitt Romney right now have a bill that uh, will put a cap on federal spending for natural disasters for our Task Force One units that go out and anyone who is deployed in case of a natural disaster in this country. And I think the biggest thing everyone needs to realize is that, um, you know, on on a humanitarian level, uh, we have to ask ourselves, what do our tax dollars go for? You know, if if we're not going to pay for anything on a humanitarian level, what is it all for? What, What are they doing? You know, Rand Paul wants to cut taxes across the board with every single federal program, which I believe includes PBS. And quite frankly, I'm tired of people talking about Sesame Street. They need to focus on what their job is, and they need to go get their job done without cutting programs and and special funding needs for Americans that are in need, and go do their jobs and stop giving tax cuts for the rich. Uh,
0: let's take a break. Uh, when we come back, I'd like to hear uh, you know some your experiences, um, Danielle Barani, You you uh, flew into the ground zero to help. Uh, Bill Ramaka, you're a uh, 9-11 first responder, uh, uh, Vince Pastore, I think you, you went there pretty soon after and uh, and have been vocal in, in uh, advocating for 9-11 first responders and volunteers. I'd uh, love to hear some of your, your uh, experiences. Uh, let's uh, have a break first. We're talking with Daniel Barani. Uh, she's a Salt Lake native who uh, flew in to help at uh, Ground Zero uh, after 9-11. She's the founder of Sisters of Ground Zero. Bill Ramaka is a fire department uh, of New York uh, a veteran and 9-11 first responder, Vincent Pastor. Uh, actor, uh, you know him uh, from many things, including from The Sopranos. More following this.
1: On the next Radio Lab. Blood. <laughs> Blood. Blood. We'll have blood. 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 I am in blood. blood. St- slipping in this blood. Blood as an art form. Baby pacifiers blood. with blood. Nursing bottles with blood. Blood as a market force. Almost three hundred dollars a pint is what they sell it for.
0: It's not a
3: commodity. It's a holy substance. And blood
0: as that soulful essence that marks you as you and me as me. It's gonna get bloody on the next Radio Lab. This morning at ten on Utah Public Radio.
1: UPR is made possible today with a program day sponsorship from Dr. Stephen DeHart of Millville, Utah and Henderson, Nevada, in honor of Victor M. Susol, a Pennsylvania educator and outdoors enthusiast who is visiting Cache Valley and Zion National Park this week and next.
0: UPR is everywhere you are with classical music programming, news, and information. Statewide through 36 channels, worldwide on the web at upr.org and through the new UPR app, UPR is only the push of a button away.
2: On the next On Being, the gardener and poet Ross Gay on practicing delight and why we must cultivate joy.
1: It is joy by which the labor that will make the life that I want possible. It is not at all puzzling to me that joy is possible in the midst of difficulty. I'm Krista Tippett. Join us.
0: Saturday morning at 5 on Utah Public Radio. Thanks for joining us for Access U Time, Tom Williams. We're talking about the 9/11 Victim Compensation Fund. Uh, looks like uh, this is going to pass today in the Senate. Already has passed the House. Uh, the fund would be uh, funded through the year 2092. Uh, this would eliminate the the necessity of going uh, back to Congress uh, every few years to uh, to replenish, reup the fund. Um, uh, before we get into some experiences, Danielle Barani. Um, I talked about this with Thomas Burr as well. Uh, because one of the problems was uh, you'd go back to Congress every few years; they're maybe slow in acting. This time around, in any case, the the special master says, "Well, we're running out of the current funding; got to got to cut uh, payments." Correct. Uh, and, and so, I guess that's a that's a and- big that's a big driver in uh, why you want this funded in perpetuity.
2: Absolutely. You know, uh, the, the biggest problem that we have is that we have no idea how many more people are going to become sick and dying. And uh, like I was stating earlier, you know, every day we have uh, more pockets of people. I mean, I, I have a pocket of, of NYPD in, in Phoenix. We have National Guard who deployed that are having problems in Buffalo that didn't even know this program included them. And so, Every day, we're running into more people that are now getting sick and falling ill, and sadly, passing away.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that's uh, you know a, a big reason why why you wanted this. Um, so I want to I want to jump into experiences here, and it's interesting the the responses. Uh, this hit us all as Americans, of course, right? Um, uh, but I want to start with uh, with Vincent Pastor. Are you a, a New York native?
4: Yeah, I live. I live in. Uh, I live in the Bronx right now on City Island. I grew up in Westchester. Um, yeah, I'm a New York native. Yeah, it's so, my home. My so, home. I don't want to. You know, I I've been to L.A. I've been to London. I've been. I just came back from Australia with The Sopranos. Uh, but New York's my home.
0: And so you know, like I said, it hits us all as Americans, but especially hard as as a New Yorker. You said you were out in L.A. when when the attack LA. happened. Yeah. Uh,
4: yeah. we were it was really hard for us. Uh, Some people hopped in cars to get back to New York. Uh, I was working uh, on a movie. Um, What's so sad about what happened is, you know, I go to New York practically every day. I teach acting uh, about four blocks away from the world trade, the new world trade. Um, I have friends that live right across the street, it's just that it changed. It changed. It changed our city. It changed our way of thinking. It changed our way of living. Uh, as much as everyone said you can't let them get to you, we live in fear. We live. I mean, just to go uh, to a to a show, to the Broadway show. Uh, everything has to be. They go through your bags and everything. Uh, traveling is unbelievable. I Was coming back from Australia and and L. A. Uh, It took me about three hours to get through customs. It's just good. So they got us in the end. They got us in the long run. They changed our way of life. And what I can't understand is if the government could put so much money into other programs, like the space program, they can't take care of us. They can't take care of the guys and the guys and the girls who went down. To Ground Zero and dug with their bare hands, looking for bodies. They can't take care of us. Well, it, it, it gets me emotional, it gets me sad. Um, the program should never end, and it should be able to. No matter how much money you need, you should try to get it. Never mind this cut off. I'm going to give you two hundred dollars. Goodbye. Go live on that for the rest of your life. Mm. And that's how I feel.
0: Yeah it's interesting your your response was, and the response of your friends was to was to get back to new york
4: yeah well i uh i went down like i said the first day we went down it was four of us the second day we went down it was like 20 of us chris north edie falco lorraine bracco oliver reed we all were going down there um steve buscemi uh, put on his, uh, his uniform again. He was a fireman before he was a movie actor, and he went down there. These are the guys in New York, the police department, the fire department. Um, um, these are the guys in, in New York that no matter what happens, you could be 90 years old and get sick from something from down there. You should be covered. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, well,
2: and, and, and don't forget to mention the PAPD. And what of we course. did afterwards, because even right. back then, no one was taking care of families.
4: Nobody. And 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 uh, to 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 argue in Congress over how much money these people should be getting, I feel like I'm living in a, a different society here. This is the country I I served. I served 1964, 67, and I got great benefits from the government. I went to college on the VA uh, loan. Um, we need to think of these men and women as our soldiers and compensate them for the rest of their lives. Case closed.
0: Mm. Danielle Barani, you mentioned PAPD.
2: Yes, actually, um, you know, interestingly enough, I the first day that, that Vinny is talking about, um, I geared the cast we of Sopranos together. and guided them on okay. to ground zero.
4: We met you there. And
2: the peak, yeah, we met. That's how we met. And we were talking yesterday about how even on day five, they had our masks around our necks. Yeah. And um, how that, we, how, I, when that's I geared the I cast got. of The Sopranos, yeah. they didn't require anybody to have masks on their faces. Yeah. They had already come out and said, oh, it's just fine. And and when I had the pictures, um, all of my gear and pictures and memorabilia from eleven are Going into the museum this year, they actually have it right now. Um, I remember looking at the smoke on those pictures, three stories high, with a, yeah. pictures of the Castle of Sopranos standing right in front of Tower yeah. Two, right in front of the pile, and, and w- wondering to myself how, how is it possible that the EPA came in and said this was safe? This was safe. It not wasn't. just for people like myself, or but for yeah. people coming in to raise morale. And the PAPD, we did a fundraiser in Los Angeles um, after 9/11 for the families. Uh, so, and and there weren't a lot of there wasn't a lot of assistance going to the families at, at that time. So this is kind of double whammy of responders for at that time there were a lot of donations going into the Red Cross, but there were not a lot of those donations didn't go to families and. So this is kind of a double whammy slap in the face for 9-11 responders of, of, you know, when is it our turn for people to care
4: Mm. and
2: for Mm -hmm. people to give back and for our government to take care of us?
3: Mm.
0: I'll turn next to Bill Ramaka. Uh, You were a 9-11 first responder. What what, what was your experience?
3: Yes, I was. Before I get to that, Tom, I just wanted to mention about the Pentagon responders. They They weren't even into the program until May of 2013. Many of them didn't even know the benefits were available to them. Also, you have 400,000 New Yorkers who live south of Canal Street who might have been exposed. So these are things that we're talking about that people who haven't been talk, talked about recently because everything... And children. At the MI, and We have children growing up with cancer. We have teachers with cancer because they have to work in this environment. Mm-hmm. Now my experience on 9-11 was my company responded there and we ended up losing my lieutenants. And I remember standing on the pile that day thinking that we're all going to be dead in 10 years. This was the first body they in Eternal Peace, Lieutenant Wilkinson. I was brought out of, of the pile early the next morning. I was also on all the World Trade Center committees at the USA Health and Safety guy from 2005 to 2012, and testified before the staff committee about adding cancers. So I know a little bit too much about this, and I still do World Trade Center outreach now with Parrish and McGarry. Mm.
0: Yeah, well, thank, thank all of you for your service. Um, uh, so, Daniel Barani, what was your experience? You, uh, you, you, uh... Your impulse was to go and go and help, I guess, right? Where were you on
2: 9-11? I was in Salt Lake City, Utah. And um, I, like other Americans, wanted to help. And if anyone knows anything about Utah, we always grow up not only in service, but um, trained in uh, urban search and rescue. So urban search and rescue uh, in Utah had always been a volunteer organization. So I had done ski patrol. I had done Red Cross. We had done things with urban – urban search and rescue. Um, I was an outdoor kid. My uh, uncle was uh, the sheriff for Fish Game and Wildlife. You know, we grew up, I grew up outdoors and we grew up scaling, climbing. And uh, like a lot of Americans, we wanted to help. And so I got on a plane and went across um, the moment that the airspace was open and ended up staying at uh, the Holiday Inn in Midtown Manhattan and unbeknownst to me, with every fireman from LAFD. And uh, I had a conversation with the former head of the union of LAFD, uh, in, and he put me in the car, literally, and said, we need you, you're coming with me right now. I, I walked onto Ground Zero um, with him, uh, with his flak jacket, and they took me into OEM, Um and I, I remember to this day watching a uh, gentleman on TV that I actually saw while I was changing my clothes behind the Salvation Army trailer before I, I walked on site and uh, got got geared on. And so I came on with Larry Fierro from LAFD, and uh, when I was handed off to Art Grinchy from LAPD, and that's kind of how the story begins with uh, Vince Pastore. Um, he was contacted by Art Grinchy, and that's how we all know each other. And, and a lot of people don't know is that, um, I worked with the assistant to Giuliani's office, Chris Coswell, and Chris Coswell was former LAPD. And that's why there was a lot of Los Angeles people that were there. And um, so I ended up gearing at PS 234, which is the elementary school, right by ground zero, civilian personnel and delivering them and, and, and guiding them in and out. And actually, subsequently fell. And um, by the day, second day after I had fallen in the mud, um, Art Grinchy from LAPD still has my shirt. I was covered. Uh, by day two, I had double pneumonia and was sent home. Wow. So, so it was. It was that. Um, toxic. I don't think any one of us really understood that. I didn't understand that until I got sick many, many, many years later. I never really attributed it to 9/11. It never crossed my mind until um, and I had lived in California for years and years until I had one day was attempting to run on the beach and I just could not breathe. I could I couldn't catch my breath. And it hadn't occurred to me that that injury and those illnesses from from then um, had had caught up to me, you know, 15 years later, and I have many 9-11-related illnesses. It's not just cancer, and I want to point out, especially to the American people that, that and everyone working on this bill and our members of Congress, that cancer is not the only thing that kills 9-11 responders and residents and volunteers and uh, the children that they sent back to the elementary school at PS 234 and Sylvesson High School right by Ground Zero. It's the residents. It's everyone that early detection saves lives. If we can press anything who, to anyone who is listening, it is please get registered for our programs. Please, if you have a stomach ache, GERD has is a horrible condition that many people of us have. Lung issues, sinus issues, and early detection saves lives. And the more funding that we have for our programs and the more people that we have registered in this program and the more people continue to discuss 9-11 responders, sick and dying 9-11 responders, volunteers, all of us, and keep this in the media, the bigger reach it will, it will have to those that may not even know that they are sick, that they not even know that they are qualified for these programs, which is one of the hardest programs and arduous processes to get into our vetting process is so stringent that there are many people that we know work at ground zero that work there that are still having problems getting in and and Bill Remacker can attest to that from working at at Barish McGarry
0: um we just have a, about the 3 minutes left in the, in the program so i want to begin wrapping up here I'll start with uh, Vincent Pastor Um, Bill Ramaka said uh, something that people south of Canal Street, just not even at the site, might be having problems in the future years. So, I guess, uh, passage of this bill, with respect to passage of the bill today, is not the end of the story. I guess, uh, continued vigilance?
4: It's not the end of the story. Maybe it's the beginning of, uh, of a new light for all of us. You know, you're talking about, uh... I'm not going to say his name, but a dear fellow actor friend of mine was working at the school as a volunteer. He wasn't actually at Ground Zero. What, a couple blocks away was the school? He's been sick. Mm-hmm. He put a claim in. They, they said the, the illness doesn't comply with this. Uh, there's too much red tape going on. Um, I know guys that were down there from New York, New York firemen who volunteered, Twenty years later, they're getting sick. You're right; it's not just cancer. It's uh, a lot of different illnesses: liver, kidney, everything. Um, me, how am I doing? I got cancer in 2014. Um, I live on hormone shots, and uh, there's a lot of times I can't get to work uh, because of my, you know, my illness and my stomach. So, it, it it's not over. It's very sad, but I'm so excited to be involved now. Because of you guys, uh, uh, you know, I think John opened up the door for a lot of a lot of the actors in New York, and a lot of people are going to start coming forward and helping them out.
0: Uh, Bill Ramaco, um I, I, I understand that there are people uh, maybe gathered at the at the nine um, eleven site. I don't know if you guys are planning on being there today. Yeah.
4: Um,
3: yeah, we have people all over the place. We have people well, in Washington
4: well, who will be I don't there. Think all of us can get down there. Yeah, right, right. Now. right. <laughs> but we'll be down there in spirit. That's y-
0: yes, cool. that's for sure. yeah. yeah. Bill, Bill Ramaka, you were saying that there would be people down there.
3: We have a lot of people down in Washington there to make sure that the right thing is done, also.
0: Yeah, okay.
3: Unfortunately, unfortunately I got to help one of the World Trade Center victims tour this afternoon. Otherwise, I would have been that, too. Yeah. Hey, yeah. hey Bill, could I
4: even ask you something on the air since I never met you? Could you do me a oh. favor and the next time some type of a fundraiser or anything comes up, get in touch with me. I want to be there, okay?
2: Yes, I'll get in touch with know. everybody, you guys. And thank yeah, you so much probably for coming on, on and I so appreciate both of you.
0: Great. And Wonderful. And
2: I just want to say one thing before because we only have a limited amount of time. It's really important that I want everybody in America to hear is I – please – and I will be at Senator Lee and Senator uh, Mitt Romney's office today after we end this interview. Uh, Mitt Romney has been very silent, even though, you know, Bob Keys from FDNY was on a plane with both of them. And, and explaining the difference between supporting and co-sponsoring this bill, I'm shocked and a little dismayed that after lobbying him for the last year that Senator Romney um, has not co-sponsored, has not released a statement. He is in support, according to his Salt Lake office. Um, you know, back after 9-11, um, Utah brought the world together with the Olympics. We did. And I'm really hoping that everyone who goes to vote today in the Senate um, remembers how it felt that day. You know, Bill Remock and I talk a lot about how, you know, everyone should feel the way they did on 9-12 in this country, and it would make our country a much better place. That's, that's what makes America great again is, is that feeling of patriotism and please everyone please don't just don't forget us don't forget us the death toll has not ended from 9-11 and it's not going to end so today and every day and especially on every end 9-11 anniversary just please don't forget us
0: well, when everyone
2: it. says never forget
0: Great. That's a wonderful place to to end the program. Uh, thanks, everyone, for, for your service, uh, most of all. And uh, we'll look, look to the vote here. Uh, Vincent Pastor uh, from the cast of Sopranos and many other productions uh, is is a, an advocate for 9 First Responders and volunteers. Uh, thanks to you. Uh, thanks to Bill Ramaka from uh, Fire Department of New York, 9 First Responder. And thanks to Danielle Barani, who uh, volunteered at uh, Ground Zero. She is founder of Sisters of Ground Zero. And thanks for everyone for listening today. Thank you very much. This is Utah Public Radio, a statewide service of Utah State University and the College of Humanities and Social Sciences. KUSR Logan, KUSK Vernal, KUSL Richfield, KUST Moab, KCEU Price, KUSU FM Logan and also heard at upr.org.